All right, all right, all right. And we are live. Yo, yo, yo. Tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! You guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, I have such a special treat for you tonight, this afternoon, this morning, wherever in the world you may roam, because that's right, the Sunshine Show is worldwide. I have the one and only, the most amazing, the most phenomenal, the most fabulous, the most Bowie of them all. I have a rum bedrosian in the house. What's up, my brother? Yo, what's going on? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am good. Thank you. I'm stoked to chat with you. I've been reading up on you, watching all your videos, and oh my God, I am so impressed with what you're laying out there. Thank you. All right. I'm so excited to get this chat started with you. Um, so you're in Vermont. Yes. Are you born and raised? Uh, yes, actually. Um, yeah, I've traveled a lot, but, uh, Vermont is like one of these places where it'll kind of grab you. I like to think of it like a comfortable couch. Oh, okay. A little comfy couch. And are you wearing like a snuggly? Is that the things? What are the little blankets that you wear? What are they called? Snugglies? Yeah, no, no. All my snugglies are in the wash. I just settled for a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, all right, all right. I am so excited to get this started. Um, everybody at home, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for myself or a rum, an amazing bassist here in the house, drop them there in the comment section and we will get to them as soon as possible. All right. I want to know why the bass? Uh, well, I started the bass in a way that a lot of people start. I was like 13 and my friends wanted to be in a band. And so one of my friends, who's now this crazy avant-garde composer, uh, was like, Aram, why don't you play bass? So I like, I'm left-handed. I'm very left-handed, but my parents weren't going to buy me some expensive left-handed bass. So they bought me like a $50 Madeira P-Base knockoff with BB holes and stickers with terrible action. But I just loved it a lot. Um, and uh, that was why the bass. And then I just never stopped. Did you say you're left-handed? Yeah, I'm very left-handed. Except oh. for the bass. Wait, what? It's so true. It's true. Wow, that is so crazy. So you just had to adapt to whatever bass your parents bought you, which was a regular bass. And so you you figured it out. Wow, I've never yeah, heard well, that. I, I had nothing to compare it to. I mean, luckily, you have to use both hands. So just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> All right, very cool. Let's see, we got Lisa in the house. We got Scott Weiss of Underground Roots Clothing. We got Paul Tarr from Colorado. We got Daniel Bayanez and... A rum has left the building, but he will be back. All right, there he is. There he is. Sorry about that. Very cool. All I good. had to check the dryer for my for my snugglies, you know. <laughs> all right, very cool. So, were you in high school band, high school jazz, that all that good stuff? Eh, I mean, I was in high school bands, but I, I wasn't like I, I played the saxophone in middle school. Ah. Um. And I just didn't like it that much. And then in high school, I just, I was like in a band. I was, I played in bands, but I wasn't like in the jazz band or. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very cool. I am a middle school tuba player, middle school, uh, high school, all the good stuff. Sousaphone. I am a huge 
huge lover of the tuba here on the Sunshine Show. Saxophone's cool too. Have you ever played a tuba? Can you hear me? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Mm hmm. Hello. Sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, you're fine. Can you hear me? I can. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, good. We got Mike Torn in the house. What's up, Mike Torn? Bass Players United team. Thank you so much for your support. I was reading your bio on your website, and it looks like you were also a part of Bass Players United. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Adam's so cool and just, it's such a great community. Um, yeah. Very nice. I also saw that Michael Manring commented how beautiful your um, solo work was. I actually interviewed Michael last week with Xander Zahn. That oh, was that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm friends with, uh, yeah, I don't know them super well, but I'm very friendly with both of them. Very, very nice. Um, cool. Who is Jeff, Don? Oh, there went Jeff. Okay, that was interesting. Okay. <laughs> what is up, everybody? That was so crazy. Somebody like entered into our room and his name was Jeff with a G. All right. Very cool. All right. So what kind of music do you prefer playing if you have a preference? Um, well, the solo stuff that I do is this dark atmospheric solo stuff. Um, and that's really fun. And then uh, when I am playing with bands, I prefer some kind of rock and roll, um, progish, darkish, heavyish, not necessarily metal, but um, that's kind of like what I do when I'm having fun with bands. I've a lot of times people are like, have you ever played in bands? And it's like, that's all I did for a long time. And I wasn't planning on releasing any solo material, um, but I was kind of tinkering with it. You know, when you practice, it's like, um, I don't know. Can you tell me if this sounds, I don't know. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you practice and you try to make it interesting. So if you're working on a slapping pattern, like. And you're doing that for an hour and it's like, you just start to move it around. I just started to move it around. So it's like, I just did a lot of that before I put out any solo material because I just thought it made practicing more fun. Okay. And then one of my friends was like, well, that sounds like music. And I was like, well, okay, you know. <laughs> and, then I, and then I put a song on a like a local compilation or something. And then this was in the era of MySpace. Um, and then, yeah, made a solo album. I bought like a Ritter bass. I don't know if you know Jens Ritter. He does like really amazing stuff. Um, and that was really inspiring too, because the bass kind of sings in a particular way. Okay. So my first album, um, yeah, it wasn't really, I put it out uh, just to kind of have something that documented what I could do on a bass or what I did. You know, it wasn't about showing off. It was just like, hey, I've been playing rock gigs, but there's a whole nother side to what I like to do on the bass that if I died today, it's it's not captured anywhere. So I was like, I'd like to make at least one album where I'm really going for it. And I was like, it'd be nice to make it so a little 
little old lady or a little old man who doesn't play bass can listen to it and enjoy it. Like I tried to make an album and obviously like most solo players, it's the, are going for that, you know? Um, but I was really, I tested the melodies. I wanted to make sure the melodies sounded good on pianos, on whatever. I mean, I didn't really actually test them, but I was like, is this catchy enough? And then the first album, yeah, did really well. Got a really cool response. And then Ritter made me a, we developed a special second bass, which is this one. And then the second album, like some of the tracks went quasi viral and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's been a really cool ride. How does it make you feel knowing that so many people have listened to your your solo work? Oh, it's amazing. It's, yeah. Um, it's really, really interesting. And right now I'm sort of trying to like get a handle on like, yeah, the best way to kind of keep track or something. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but like one of my tunes is like the theme to a very popular news show on YouTube. Um, and people have done all these covers and uh, I don't know. And like uh, a dark light, one of my songs, the title track of my second album has been like reposted hundreds of times and like blah, blah, blah. My my post of it, because there's a couple of posts of it with a couple million views, but my post of it is about to hit a million views, which is really cool. And um, 900,000 listens on Spotify for that one song. And it's just, I mean, it blows you away. I, I wasn't going to share it. I thought it was too slow and too personal. I didn't think bass players were going to like it, you know, so. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That is amazing. Uh, having so many subscribers on YouTube, do you feel the need to constantly share content with your for your fans? Well, kind of. You know, I've had an interesting relationship with YouTube because I haven't actually put out that much. Okay. Like my my output has been fairly sparse, and so um, I yeah I'm I'm getting back into it now. I mean, life was crazy with COVID, and like I've been living my life, and like um, I basically I started and operate an entire music school where I live. You know, basically. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool, but like um, coming back to YouTube and to the family that I have there. Um, now I'm really kind of planning out because it's sort of like I've done some really breathtaking visual videos. And when you do a few of those, you're sort of like, wow, do I really want to just like sit in a room and play now and with it? But honestly, the stripped down videos are really good, too. It's all about the emotional connection. And so right now I'm just kind of planning out a lot of good content, very different types for the different platforms. Um, but yeah, you sort of like remember being the kid who was like, "Ooh, I wonder if anybody will like what I do at some point or, you know, you have goals or like um, you want endorsements. I mean, you have all these dreams as a young player and then you get some of this stuff and it's just but really the biggest thing is just people emotionally resonating what you do with what you do is just it's hard to get used to it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. We got Omar Jimenez from Mexico in the house. What's up, Omar? Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We got Jesse all the way from Arizona. We got Daniel Baez. We got the whole crew here with us. If you guys have any questions, drop them there in the comment section. Um, all right. So you talked about being in bands. Now you're kind of doing solo work. Are you thinking at all about putting a band together in the future? Yeah. And actually, I have a band here where, yeah, they're they're like this kind of rhythm section. It's like a drummer and a synth player. And it's 
we're basically doing my solo stuff, but as a band, and that's been really fun. Oh, nice. So how did you put the band together? Um, they were in a local band, kind of this industrial goth band that I loved. Um, and just kind of approached, they, they unfortunately broke up, but I kind of approached them at the same time and was like, would you like to play? I have some songs. And so, um, I've kind of teased some full band stuff on Instagram and I've done a couple of ensemble things here and there and, and they've got really yeah, I've been really pleased with the responses. You never know when you're used to putting out solo material, um, whatever. But all you can do is just like play what you love. And so um, I'm really excited. I am going to put out a band album. That is very exciting. Now, will you be singing or will it be an instrumental? Will you hire a singer? Well, I've worked with some singers and if it's the absolute right singer, I think it would be really cool to have a singer. Um, but that's one of those things where it's like, if the singer isn't just perfect for the, for the material sure. um, and just perfect for whatever, then it's, it's really tough. Like, I think singing is an entirely different thing. And, and so it's like, um, you know, sometimes you hear singers come through like, like Alice in Chains, like, how did they find that dude? And then yeah. like, you know, Evanescence, how did they find her? Like, there are these voices that are like, um, really, really amazing. And so uh, I, I have my ears open. I'm kind of like looking, but, and I'll know it when I hear it. But uh, at the moment it's instrumental and I'm cool with that too. Very, very nice. Um, tell me about your dream drummer and all the perfect characteristics that come along with that. Oh, geez. Um, well, I've, I have been privileged to play with a lot of incredible drummers. Um, I've, yeah, I've played with, uh, John Fishman a bunch who's, who's in the band Fish, um, which was really cool because growing up, I was a huge fan of that band and he's phenomenal. But honestly, if I could go back in time, Sunshine, and, and see any musician or jam with any musician, it would probably be John Bonham. Okay, very nice. Now, why? Just because it's so heavy. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just so behind the beat and so heavy. And anytime a drummer can be that distinctly identifiable while playing a beat that simple, like if you can make something that simple, that signature, there's something really special going on. So, you know, like cashmere, just cashmere at, at the live Nebworth show. It's like, forget it. Or like, you know, Danny Carey, is that his name from Tool? The dude from Tool is sick. Yeah, uh, I love Tool, one of my favorites of all time. I keep having a little like guest popping into the green room and I'm like, who is Alexa? I have no idea. Um, Alexa is my fiance. Oh, is she? Yes. Is she trying to log into the... I don't know. I think she's trying to help me share the chat. Oh, she's so sweet. Okay, that's Alexa. Okay, sorry, Alexa. You can come back in. I keep kicking her out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I, if All we good. had more time, I, would, I didn't know she was... But, but yes, thank you, sweetie. Oh, that is so sweet. Um, thank you, guys. Home. 
Yeah, that is very, very sweet. If you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, drop them there. I see Mama Cantu has joined us uh, all the way from South Texas. What's up, Mama Cantu? How are you doing? Oh, um, all right. So what about tour life? Are you into touring much or do, do you prefer studio? Um, I loved to, I love touring and I love playing shows, um, but it's got to be... I don't know. Like I've done a lot of solo shows and solo shows are lonely so, yeah. for lack of a better way to put it. And they're super demanding. So it's like, I love doing that. I've, I've got some really amazing kind of goal performance shows like that. I'm like, I'd like to develop and produce, but they're like really kind of production heavy and stuff like that. But like, um, what are we talking? Like light show, laser light show. Um, well, I mean, not well smaller but let me just I'll, I'll keep it a little mysterious and i'll okay. say like um and like almost like getting inside an amplifier oh like the crowd would almost be in the amp oh i love this concept yeah i have like a split string system in my bass um that i try to use very subtly and sparingly sometimes on on youtube people are very sharp and they're like do you have a delay on your G string? And I'll be like, yeah, good ear. So you said a split string? Okay, and so how does that concept work? Well, it's just a special set of pickups like for each string in addition to the standard pickups. Okay. So, um, and then I don't know, hey everybody, I know there's like a bunch of chats. I've been like just kind of <laughs> engaging with you. I haven't seen any, so hello everybody, Sandy, Don, Daniel. Uh, Jesse, but um, yeah, they're not uncommon. They're just like in the bridge saddles and so allows you to split the signal. So if you're doing solo work, um, it allows you to kind of mix the parts almost like you would mix a band. Very, very cool. So is this a concept that you came up with yourself or has this been around for a while? No, I mean, I didn't invent it, certainly. But uh, to be honest, in the realm of solo bass work, because we, I started talking about this with Jens Ritter in 2007. So I certainly don't claim that it was the first anything. But having said that, I hadn't heard of a lot of solo bass. The solo bass was much less common back then. Yeah. You know, it was like Michael Manring and like Victor Wooten, one, like some. And then like obviously Jocko. And, and uh, I mean, there is obviously like definitely a lot of it, but not nearly as much as there is now. Like the past 10, 15 years, it's kind of flooded. So it's beautiful to see the bass guitar explode like it has. Um, but long story short, when I was talking about this with Jens Ritter, who's just a sweet person and just awesome, um, uh, he was captivated by the idea. And so, yeah, we just, we kind of did it. And then, yeah, it's kind of like tonally, my last album took 10 years because I was just, I've honestly just, I'm obsessive about bass tone, okay. um, which is funny because it's like a lot of the time you can pick it up and play it. And if it just sounds good, most people won't. But I really worked hard to give that last album a sonic. And I think that's why the listenership has continued to go up is because I think the, the closer you listen to those tracks, I'm so, some of those tracks had 50 mixes, you know. Oh, whoa. So how do you pick? Between, was it you just kept sending it back to get remixed? Are you mixing it? Yeah, he hated me. What? <laughs> he, he hated me. Like, he was ready to kill me at the end of it. 
Oh my god. I was gosh. paying him too, but he was still like because it's not like mixing a band. He was mixing strings. It was all one performance. And honestly, a lot of those album tracks are the exact takes from the videos. So a dark light and weightless and almost home, some of my most popular tunes. If you listen to it on iTunes, it's the take from the video on on YouTube. Oh wow. So you can watch you watch the recording. Now I record I have like you see, I have this like really sweet little like bass dungeon that's very customized for what I do. But um, I went into a professional studio to mix it. And yeah, he he hated me. <laughs> and what was it that you were looking for for that final product? Well, I, I think it's there's just an emotional resonance that you go for. Um, it's it's like anybody who does anything out of love. It's just like, I only put out maybe 1% of what I write. So I only put out the stuff that would kill me if I didn't, essentially. So I only put out the stuff that's like, if I don't put this out, it's really going to hurt me. <laughs> so you have like a vault of songs. Oh, I have waiting. so many. I have so much. And that's why I love, I was doing a lot of live streams and then like, Honestly, it's funny because I, I was like, well, if I'm doing so many live streams, some of them were getting big crowds. And I was like, I better make sure um, everything sounds better. So I took all this time to investigate this, that and the other. And and by the time I figured it out, I, it was like so, so much work to do it. I was like, ah, now it's not as much fun. But anyway, long story short, I love improvising and I can write songs pretty fast. Um, and I think the next album, I'm going to try a different concept and it's going to be a little more it's going to be different. So I'm really excited for the third album, which uh, has a hard release date of October of next year. Cause I just know it's not going to come out this year, but like, I'm super pumped about the material and just, again, I never even expected to make one solo bass album. Um, and yeah. I certainly didn't expect to make two, but now I'm super excited for the third one, but I'm also very excited for this band album too, which is very similar to my solo stuff. It's just, if you can picture it with kind of a essentially a metal drummer and kind of this goth sort of pad of synth creating atmosphere, that's kind of what it is. Oh man, I love it. I love it. It's making me feel all warm and like synthy, you know, I'm vibrating. Nice. <laughs> Dimitri has a question. What's your favorite key to play in? Oh, sorry. Yes, Dimitri, there we are. What is your favorite key to play in? And would you happen to know the rice bowl? technique well one of those questions i can answer and one of them i can't okay guess which uh you can't answer your favorite key no you don't have a favorite key no yeah i um <laughs> i think it's got to be like i don't know like g minor oh you play so beautifully oh my goodness oh thank you that's so sweet of you i play i'm so in love with playing the bass which is so cheesy to say because like obviously everybody here does um but uh i just feel so lucky especially to i mean jens ritter made this bass and i just want to give a shout out to the bass because like it's just it's this one piece of burl maple and you see the special output 
Most bases don't have that. But it's just a gorgeous, and he's just like a dear friend. And, um, oh my goodness, beautiful. How many hours a day would you say you spend playing that beautiful piece of equipment? Well, not as many as I used to. When I was young, uh, but I'm so busy with a million cool, they're all cool things, they're all music related. Um, but I probably play five to 10 hours a week now. Okay. Uh, and a lot of it's writing, you know, but um, I've been super inspired lately because I have a bunch of new kind of spins on techniques for me anyway. Um, so I've, I've kind of, when you've been playing for 753 years, like I have, you just, <laughs> you kind of, you get like, you just, you're like, am I still getting better? But then, and then you do, you're like, Ooh, that's new. And then it's like super exciting again. So. So what you're telling us here is that you're a vampire. Yes. I wish I could tell you this was just a base dungeon. But it's, it's a real dungeon. And my coffin is... <laughs> I give remote lessons here. And it's funny because some of my students are like, is that like a blue screen? Like, is that a real, is that a real place? I'm like, it's a real place. I can come touch the ants. You know? <laughs> um, very nice. All right, let's see. Um, Daniel Bayanez says or asks, what's one of the most interesting challenges you've come across while running a music school? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's 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 kind of a it's yeah. So it's. I think you just have to really be it's kind of the challenge of being a teacher, too. You have to be very sensitive and patient with all the, there's like 18 teachers at this place. Now, honestly, when I started that place, it's kind of like the base. I wasn't expecting to be, and I didn't expect to have 18 teachers at the place I opened, um, but I wanted a base, honestly, it was selfish. I wanted a base room in downtown Burlington. So like I have this beautiful base studio in the art district of Burlington. And I was like, I really want that. So, and then it just, but then it was like, it would be great to have more people um, but I think the challenge is just you have to stay cool. I think it's just like that's there's a lot of just run of the mill managerial, like keep cool, be patient, understand how to compromise, listen very well, be empathetic, these kinds of things that are just kind of like real life things. And then, you know, and then have cool merch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the website for your music school? Oh, it's a place called the Burlington Music Dojo. So burlingtonmusicdojo.com. Oh, I like that. Did you come up with that yourself? I did. And I'm super proud of the logo. I don't have anything with it here. But if you go to the website, you'll see it. And I actually, my friend Nate, who I actually gave him a production credit on my last album, because he's like, he's like my consigliere for everything. He's like a brilliant designer. So I drew the dojo logo, which is kind of has a rocker hidden in the initials. Um, and then he was like, well, what do you need me for? And I'm like, well, mine looks terrible. I need you to actually make it look good. So I'm lucky I have very talented friends who, who help. And that's part of it too, is you, you never do any of this alone. Um, even a solo album is, is a team effort, of course. And just like, 
Absolutely. So we got my beautiful wife, Lindsay, in the house. She says, hello, wife. You are glowing tonight and look beautiful. I'm going to give credit to this humongous ring light that I purchased earlier at Best Buy. I had no idea this thing was going to be so big, but I may have a sunburn by the end of this chat. All right, guys. Sunblock 5000. Yeah, seriously, Don. <clears throat> Uh, I, I like haven't figured out how to share this chat. Can I just be lame and ask you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to my page, um, so facebook.com slash sunshine can or it's also in bass players United, um, and you can share from there and there's a little share button and you can share it into your page or wherever you would like to share it. Okay. I'm still listening. I'm going to continue to engage with you, but just <laughs> forgive me as I share this. Okay. There we go. All good. So Omar made a comment about your bass and he compared it to Manring's hyper bass system. Is it anything comparable to that? Um, I don't know. I, I would imagine I um the hyper bass is insane. It's got detuner keys all over the place, the bridge. But as far as I know, I was never aware that it had split string signals. Um so it's a it's an extended range fretless Zon bass with four detuner keys at the head, a detuner key bridge. Um, but I, but I I've never played one, nor have I really talked to Michael in depth about it or gone to the Zon. I've seen them very up close, and I've you know I've obviously like met Michael, and he's amazing. Um, so it's a to it's that one is obviously customized to his style gotcha. very heavily, and mine is just. It's nice, but it's just a four-string. It's just a four-string fretted bass. All right, very, very cool. Uh, do you have? Is that a signature bass? Um. Well, Ritter doesn't. He his basses are so custom. I mean, it's got a. It's got my name engraved on it, and like I think one or two people maybe have ordered these now. Um. That's super cool. Yeah, but it's this was highly customized. Like I've sent this back to Germany like five times. Oh my God, you are so bad. So you're just like your mixes. You are like OCD when it comes to your bass and your bass tone. Yeah, you just, uh, you're on a quest. I'm on a quest for bass tone. I'm either going to get there, I'm going to die. I mean, but the nice thing is I'm <laughs> kind of, I already got there sort of. So now I'm in the post. Now I'm, I'm still searching. I have a stereo rig back here, which I love. Um, and like, yeah, props to Hartkey because um, their amps are really nice now. Uh, obviously, a lot of amazing players play them. Um, that was the first endorsement that I got. Larry Hartkey called me. And God, that was cool. After growing up a kid reading Bass Player Magazine and then like driving home somewhere. And he's like, hey, this is Larry Hartkey. I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? I thought so. Um, wait to like personally ask you, um, for yeah. oh my gosh, wow, that is really, really cool. Yeah, because a mutual friend who already was working with Hartke was like, You gotta, Larry, you gotta check this guy out or something. Huh? Oh so. my gosh. So I was looking at your YouTube and it looks like you have almost 70,000 subscribers, um, maybe more, maybe, um, I need to go recheck that number, but it looks like you have a, a large, strong online presence. How long has it taken you to develop this presence? Uh, well, again, I started on MySpace. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I have like, I mean, total social media followers, it's, uh, it's I don't know, 80 or 90,000. YouTube, it's like maybe almost 50,000, I'm not sure, but like it took, 
it's taken the whole time. I mean, my first album was 2008, but again, I don't put out much. I've only put out two albums and like 30 videos. So I'm blown away by how into how lucky I've been with people hanging around and listening to the music and coming back and coming back. And again, like um, there's a there's an aviation channel on YouTube with 300,000 subscribers. And my song Weightless is like the theme to this entire series that he has. And so millions of views. I just I, I thought it was cool. I was aware of it, but I didn't really check him out till the other day. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so cool that the song, you know, and that was another tune that I tracked and then put that exact take on the album. And so the exact take on the news channel is the exact take. So, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it takes time. It's, it's like, you can't, I think you need to, yeah, you need to be patient. You need to love what you do. And like, um, YouTube is a huge, huge, it's, it's really hard to make content every week. So obviously like, some people are just like that's all they do whether it's bass or other things and just hats off to them but like yeah i like started a school and like i i have yeah and like i have a lovely family hi sweetie and uh so i'm i'm is super, alexa super rose fun. is alexa rose yes sweetie? it's alexa hi alexa hello i love she put a little bat and a little vampire emoji. yeah see she knows I am a huge fan of vampires here. I live in Santa Cruz, California, and The Lost Boys was filmed here. Um, yes, yes. Well, you see, um, yeah, on each of my amps, I have like these these awesome cathedral. Oh, that is so dope. Yeah, so like all through this place, there are all these dark relics. And <laughs> very, very cool. I'm also a huge fan of Interview with a Vampire. Oh, yeah. What is my other go-to vampire movie? Interview with Vampire. Dracula from 1990, whatever. Wait, what was it? Dracula? Is it Bram Stoker's Dracula? No, no, but that's a good one too. Ah, what is it? Um, Don, Don, tell me what it is. I also am a huge fan of Killer Clowns uh, from Outer Space. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's an old one. <laughs> that's not vampires. No, it's not vampires, but it is um, alien clowns. And they did film it here in Santa Cruz, too. So I'm kind oh, of that's obsessed. that's so cool. I know. Um, all right, cool. So solo bass musician. Do all of the solo bass musicians, like, get together and hang out? Do you guys have, like, a convention or something? Uh, there, there are solo bass. There are some solo bass events. Um, but all the solo bassists I've met have been so friendly. And I think it's like such a small crew that we're like automatically like feel like we're in some kind of like club together because it's there, there's there. And it, especially if you've done solo shows and I've done a lot of them. Um, and I kind of like, like I was saying, they're kind of lonely and they're kind of like, eh, cause it's like, I don't want to play solo bass for more than 35 minutes. Like I don't want to listen for, and that's not look, you know, whatever. But the point is like, when you get up on a stage in front of 800 people and play just to your bass, it feels interesting, you know? So and if you've, you're in that group of people who have, or, or even if you haven't done that, even if you just put out material, to put out a song just on a bass, I think instantly bonds you with other people who have done that. Yeah, So, absolutely. yeah, I mean, I've been friendly with Xander for years, like, and 
And Michael Mannering too, he was super sweet, like when my first album came out and, um, you know, and obviously there's a whole slew of incredible soloists now and, and all of them in my experience have been very friendly. I interviewed Stu Ham last week also, and he's yeah. another amazing. Vermont. And he's super cool too. And I've met him numerous times. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. You guys do exist. All right. We do. We're not, we're, we're, we're not like the Sasquatch. Well, Sasquatch probably does. <laughs> all right. Let's see. We got Gabriel Walker over here on the YouTube. Hey, what do you think of Dream Theater music and John Young as a bass player? Oh, amazing. I remember when like Pull Me Under came out and it was really fresh and new on MTV. Like, and just, he was playing the six string and they were morphing in and out of odd times. And it was just like, I think Dream Theater are more pioneers than perhaps, you know, they get credit for or that people realize, but, um, absolute top i mean what can you say they're they're amazing players they've been amazing and i think they really have a place in the history of progressive rock very nice thank you so much you guys what is up what is up we are partying we are continuing base month here on sunshine show uh, let's see don is asking are you a getty fan getty lee the getty lee baby Oh, yeah. Forgetty about it. Of course not. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, are you, uh, do you play by ear? Do you like to read music? What's the deal? Both, maybe? Yeah, I can read music, obviously, like, whatever. But um, I don't write. When I write, it's funny because I'm in the process now, and I'll announce this here, of having every one of the songs from my first two albums transcribed. Oh, wow. So I'm going to release like normal versions and then I'm going to have really sick deluxe physical copies of these things. Um, and I, but like, I, I'll be honest, like I write and I, and I write it and then I hate transcribing it. Cause I'm just like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> it's so hard to do. It's way easier to play it, you know? So it's like you play it. <clears throat> Like, now I'm not saying that's easy to play. I've been doing it a very long time, but it's like a language. So once you have the ability to speak, it's no longer the same level of difficulty it once was. But transcribing it still is sucks. It's terrible. Dude, could you imagine reading the transcription? Yeah, and then like tab. Um, yeah, and then you tab it. Yeah. So it's, I don't love reading music. As much as I love, I definitely grew up in the era where you listen by ear. I basically studied Les Claypool. That was how I learned how to play, really. Or that's how I learned how a lot. So I learned Frizzle Fry by ear. And I had one like live bootleg tape that was incredible. That was like recorded at a club in California, like three days after they recorded Frizzle Fry. So I got to see his hands, but I learned all that by ear. This... I grew up, I'm, you know, I'm 700 years old, so I'm not going to date myself anymore. And I already have. I grew up in an era when you had to like record videos and then rewind them a million times. And then like you'd miss the beginning because you didn't know it was coming. So it would be like the, the you know, Tommy the cat minus the first 30 seconds. And you had to like muscle it out. I'll tell you a funny story. I learned Tommy the cat by ear the best I could for like a year. 
And then Les Claypool was on the cover of Bass Player Magazine and his official transcription was in there and I was devastated because <laughs> I'd, learn it. I'd learned it wrong. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, had, I, I was, it was really painful. Oh no. Let's see, we got James in the house. He says Burlington, Vermont. Oh, what's up, James? Love James. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Let's see. Alexa says, don't mind me. I'm just swooning over oh. here. Uh, Alexa, do you have any questions that you would like to ask? Please drop them there in the comment section. <laughs> uh, um, very, very, very cool. Thank you guys all for hanging out with me and Aram. 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 It's like a confused pirate. Aram. Aram. Arm. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So you're also a member of Bass Players United. I feel like we already went over this. Did we already go over this? We can't talk about Bass Players United enough, though. We love yeah. Bass oh, Players United. Amazing. They're just like so great. And Adam's amazing. And just you can feel you can just feel things. You can feel when something is coming from the right place and you can just feel it's it's funny, yeah. Just bass players united at its core is a beautiful group of people who are doing things for the right reasons to try to try to be positive, and it's just like, um, yeah, yeah. So can't, yeah, can't say enough good things. Uh, awesome. We got Jake Hernandez all the way from South Texas in the house. What's Yo. up, Jake? How you doing? How's everybody doing? Thank you guys all for hanging out with us tonight. You could be anywhere in the world and you're here kicking in with us and it means the absolute world to have your support. Um, all right, so what does the future look like? We've talked about the studio album, your third album coming out next year, early 2024 or October. Well, yeah, October. Um, 2024, putting together a, a, a band to go on tour or to play live shows with. Mm -hmm. um, what... I mean, what else come comes next after that? I mean, are we talking too far in the future right now? Well, I don't know. Like I was saying, I have like designs for live sort of performances that are very unique. Um, and those are the things that really turn me on. I mean, I love playing regular rock shows too or whatever. So I'd be psyched to play with my band yeah. and get out there. Um, but uh I oh, the transcription too. Yeah, the book, the book. There's a lot of stuff I'm planning. I kind of like have a friend who's this jack of all trades, genius guy. And we're kind of planning out a whole wave of content, videos, single releases. So honestly, that too. So actually, I'm going to be releasing a lot of singles, which I've never done. I have okay. some like one-offs that are available on my website and like this, that, and the other. But I've been very like, I don't know. I'm all like, ooh, the album. Cause like my <laughs> last one was 10 years. I used to wake up being like, oh my God, if I died, like a dark light isn't on iTunes. And now, now I still wake up and I'm like, okay, I can get mauled by lions. And at least my song is like, obviously I have more songs than that, but uh, yeah, the whole album. But anyway. You know, I was thinking about that though um, the other day. Uh, Cause there was like a question or maybe I had asked somebody like, what happens, you know, if you put, your material out there and maybe it doesn't get the reaction that you want maybe it doesn't get the response you want what if it doesn't get as many likes as you want you know because we're all living in this like world where we want instant gratification but 
for me, I feel like you just got to put the content out there so that it's out there so that, yeah, if you die tomorrow, at least your art and your work is preserved forever, whether it be online or whatever. Um, I think it's important. That's important that you brought that up. Well, yeah, because it's music is so magical because it's so many things. But I've always felt like at its heart, it is a form of communication. And this is why you can have one note be so powerful is because the same reason why you can have one word be so powerful. You don't have to be articulate to say something powerful and meaningful. And that's why our job as artists is really to say what we mean as much as we can. Like, obviously, like Jocko was in a band for like, you know, we all be, are in bands that aren't like, oh, our supreme vision, whatever. But the point is, you want to try to do whatever you do as authentically as you can. And you want to say something that actually means something. So it's better to touch one person with something you meant. Hey, Adam. Hey, hey, it's It's better to touch one person with something you actually meant than it is to like get heaped with praise for something that you didn't even. I mean, I think being a gigging musician, I, I did so many gigs with so many bands and I'm so thankful that I had those opportunities and whatever, but like, it's different when you, you're not feeling it and somebody comes up and says, that sounded great. And you're like, I didn't like it. Now at a certain point, you don't want to mess with anybody's experience. Of course, you just say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're glad they had a good time, but it's way different when somebody says this song, like, saved my night or something or this song like made me feel good this week and I felt bad and you're like oh my god because this song like made me feel good that day and you just you give birth to these things I think and then they take on a life of their own and then it's it's really a beautiful thing so um yeah you can't you the truth yeah that's the thing you have to worry about swinging the bat you can't worry about whether the ball goes out of the park because you can't control that really so much. So there's obviously like, a, there's a connection between whether you're feeling it. And like, there's always like, you write a song and the idea is like hot. And then it's like, but it's so raw. Again, it's like writing a letter. You're just like, well, I have this idea, I have this idea, but it's not like refined enough. It's not exactly what you mean because it's so raw. But then if you write it for too long, it's not what you meant either because you forget what it was you're trying to say. So you have to get it at that like perfect point where it's like, and this is why so many bands, it's like their second album is so killer because they like had enough time to refine it, but they don't have $8 million yet. And like, they don't have all these people telling them they're, or whatever, for whatever reason, it's like that combination of refinement and rawness. Very, very. Was that nice. the question? I don't even remember what you was that. I don't, I don't remember the question either, but I think it was answered very lovely and very, uh, very, very good answer. Thank you so much, Adam. We were just talking about you and Bass Players United and how much we love the Bass Players United community. Um, so I wanted um, to touch on this book one more time. So the transcription, it's funny. Do you remember when uh, Beck came out with an album and it was only the transcription of the music? Do I? Do you remember that? Uh, no. Yeah, Beck. So this is like probably, I don't know, eight eight years or so ago. And he came out with an album and it was all transcription of the music. But he, I don't think he ever released an album of the music being played. You had to buy like the whole transcription. I feel it was like for orchestras and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the hard way. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's some old, that's way old school. I thought that was super, super, really super cool. All right. Did I say super enough? I don't think I did. One more time. Super, really cool. All right. Super. <laughs> Let's see, you guys. We are hanging out. We're going to uh, go for about another 13 minutes. So if you have any last minute questions, drop them there in the comment section. Let's see. Gabriel Walker wants to know Have you ever met John Young or Les Claypool? Neither of them. But I would absolutely love to meet Les Claypool. Les Claypool has been to Burlington many times because he was in like Oysterhead with Trey Anastasio from Fish and like. He tours with Gogol Bordello, and um, oh. the leader of that band is went to high went to my high school. Um, wait, yeah. um, uh, wait, Gogol Bordello? What's his damn name? I forget. Eugene. Eugene went to your school. Yeah, and Brian. There's another band, Lightning Bolt. Um, I don't know if you know them, but they're like underground, but but really sick and popular. And he went to BHS Burlington High School, same time I did. There is a there was a kind of a crazy. This was. This was Burlington, Vermont in 1835, and it was just a wild scene. <laughs> I swear. 1835. Wait, how is Eugene from Vermont? Like, he has such a, like, thick accent. I thought well, he moved North. here. He moved to Vermont. Okay, so he's always had that very thick accent. Yes, he was in bands all through high school, and he was kind of like this quiet dude walking through the halls. And then you could tell when he was playing in his high school bands that it was like, yeah, I mean, this guy's really going for it. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Uh, he, let's see. Jesse Duran says he drinks wine with B Maynard in Jerome, Arizona quite often. Are you talking about Les Claypool? Probably Jesse, probably. I have a friend, Mike Dillon, who plays in a lot of bands with Les Claypool. They are like best friends. He is in like, uh, his name's Mike Dillon and he plays the vibes and like flying frog, Brigade, yeah, the yeah. fancy band, bastard jazz, all those like cool side projects. Um, all right, let's see. James says, "Can I request a future bass duet with Arum and David Pastores?" Yeah, sure. Uh, I haven't really. I, I'm. We're friends. I don't remember like communicating too much with David, but he seems really friendly from what I know, and he's obviously an amazing player. So um i'm game do you do duets often not often i did one with a player named dimitri lazenko and i think that was bass players united too for sure and that was really fun uh but the logistics of kind of writing remotely and it's it's interesting too and i might i the, i'm gonna say something controversial i might get everybody might hate me after this i'm just kidding but like bass is tough for a duet because it's like it's a very thick instrument at, to begin with so it's like, it's not that two bases can't work, but one base is a lot of bass. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally into it though. Like there's obviously ways to make it work. It's more like if you had four bass players on stage playing Sweet Home Alabama, it probably would be too much bass. <laughs> if, you get, if you get players like who are obviously used to playing melodies, then it's, it can be really lovely. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, it was really great. I was super psyched with the duet that we did um, and it's still on YouTube. So you can check it out. It's called echoes. Very, very cool. Uh, in a, in a time where there's a lot of like remixes and reshares with uh, like TikTok and Instagram, do you get a lot of people remixing your clips and adding like guitar or horns or. 
guitar, you know, drums or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's happened a bunch. It was funny because somebody wrote to me the other day on YouTube and was like, hey, where's the slow version of Weightless from this video? And I was like, there is no slow version. And then he was like, well, check this out. And I was like, oh, there really is. And then I, yeah, so yes, I mean, people do it. And then it's sort of like, you have to kind of, um, it's it's like when it's something of yours that you put out and it's very special to you, of course you have a special connection to it. And then you want to at least, like usually when I see that, if my name isn't there, I'm like, can you at least put my name here, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. But like, and then you kind of sense like, the same kind of thing. You sense the intent. If it was like Mick Jagger taking it and making a hundred million dollars, I'd be like, but if it's somebody who's just like loves it and they want to put it out on something, but it's, that's a really cool thing to see, you know? Um, but I, I, yeah, so I'm kind of in the process now of looking around and YouTube has a content ID thing that will tell you, but it doesn't really tell you when people do covers. Uh, but, but long story short, I'm, I've been thrilled. It's amazing to watch people kind of take your song and take it in cool directions. And honestly, one thing I've always wanted to do symphonic arrangements of a lot of my tunes, um, so I'm that's I'd like to do that too. I'd like to do like piano, like get get a real concert pianist to do like my whole second album. That would be really, really cool. All right, let's see, let's see. Man, we got a lot of bass players united in the house. Adam Phillips, Mike Torin, Kelsey K, all the fam bam. So nice to have you guys all hanging out with us. Hey. All right, so Kelsey's saying the dinner party question. All right, let's get on it. One question I ask all of my guests. If you could throw a dinner party for any five musicians, dead or alive, who would those five musicians be and what would you serve at your dinner party? So it has to be the band Dead or Alive? Um, <laughs> any five musicians, dead or alive. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Any five musicians, dead or alive, who would those five musicians be? And what would you serve at your dinner party? All right. Um, uh, like, okay. Maybe like all of Led Zeppelin and Beethoven. Oh, shit. Okay, that's easy enough. Led Zeppelin and Beethoven. I love that. And what are you serving at your dinner party? Uh... Uh, are you really stressed out by this question right now? This is the tough one. You know, they've all been easy till now. <laughs> like, pressure's on. Well, what does Beethoven eat? He eats like steamed lobster shell from, I don't know. Like I, I would serve some kind of incredible seafood or something. Okay. Very, very nice. And what are you guys drinking at your party? <laughs> Oh, Ararat. It's like Armenian brandy. Ah, so not blood this time. Not this time. No, next time, possibly. I got to get to know them first. That's true. That's not sharing my blood with just anybody. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, do you have an opinion on Davey 504, the YouTube influencer? Yeah, I mean, he's amazing player but equally amazing at social media obviously like the consistency that and i remember when he started and it was just like he was just pumping out videos and that's the way if you're trying to make like a career out of youtube that's the way you do it is you just commit hard and then you get like editors you get moderators and it's just it's a whole thing 
if you're able to go hard. So he's obviously made a lot of sacrifices to like do what he did. And yeah, I mean, I have nothing but good things and respect for, for that. Killing the game. Absolutely. Uh, I love his approach and his little like editing, like the editing, everything. It's just, and like his personality. I, I will say this though, because he had a clip of these are the hard baselines people sent me and he played a dark light, but he played the easy part of the song. Oh, he played one of your songs? He did. Yeah, he did. Well, he was like, these are the songs that people have sent me. And one of them was my song, A Dark Light. And he was like, oh. And he and he was very sweet about it. Like, he was like, oh, this is great. The bass chords are great. So he, he was nice about the song. But he did play the easy part of the song. <gasps> How did it make you feel? Like, this dude has a crap ton of... Do you like a crap ton? <laughs> <laughs> he has a ton of um, followers that, that... So he must have introduced so many people to Oh, yeah. Family. My channel got, like, a huge bump. And it was like... Yeah, it was great. Uh, I heard from a lot of people that I was in a Davey 504. And I was like, that was a point too where I was kind of especially far away from YouTube. I wasn't putting out, again, like I think I've only put out 30 videos. So it's like, I, I'm not a professional YouTuber, like, but I am planning like a whole slew of new stuff. But yeah, no, that was very cool. And I was very appreciative to be in the video. And I think Davey's great. I mean, you say you're not like this huge YouTuber, but you have so many subscribers that a lot of people only wish they could be sitting where you're sitting in your little vampire cave. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very lucky, blessed person. And so again, going back to being like, oh, I love playing the bass, but I don't think it's really. And then my friend being like, you, it kind of sounds like a song. Maybe you should put it on the thing to going all the way to here is a pretty amazing trip. So I, yeah, I'm just thankful for every single person and uh, the opportunities. And um, I think it's just beautiful to kind of be into what you're doing, no matter who you are. And, and that's the person you're competing against always is who you were yesterday. It's cheesy to say, it sounds like a, you know, but it's true. And it's like, we can all kind of do our thing and, and it's great. So I guess that leads me to my last question and maybe you already answered it, but what is the best piece of advice that you could give everybody listening at home? Um, you know, let yourself feel the victories when you learn something or when you accomplish something, when you get that baseline, it doesn't matter what it is, you know? So if you learn seven nation army and you get it, enjoy it enjoy it and then give yourself a day or two before you start saying, Hey, I got to learn something new now. But I think it's important that we let ourselves feel accomplishments as we go and, and, and then be like, okay. And then give ourselves a pat on the back and then say like, okay, now I want to push it more. Amazing advice. Um, absolutely. Thank you so much. That's a good one. I haven't, heard that one yet. Um, and I think that is very important. I think a lot of times we're just like rushing through stuff. We always want to get that next high, that next high. And I think that leads to burnout as well. If we do that too much. Well, it does because you never, it's never, it's never going to stop. There's no end to learning how to play an instrument just like life. So it's like, if you don't stop to enjoy it along the way and be like, Hey, I learned, you know, I see this all the time. And it's so important for people to feel that, to be like, I did this, I earned this, you know? And it's not about, you don't have to put anybody else down, obviously. Like it's, 
that's never about that. It's about just acknowledging and honoring what you did and then pushing yourself further if you want to. Very, very, very nicely put. All right, guys, make sure to go check out Aram, Aram, Aram Bedrosian um, on Spotify, on YouTube, on Instagram, on all the streaming platforms. He has two, two solo albums, a third one in the works, a book coming out. I mean, this man is unstoppable. Uh, what is Kelsey saying? I had chicken salad, chicken Caesar salad for dinner. Awesome, Kelsey K. I love yeah. that. Um, <laughs> we like to make fun of my beautiful secretary who's locked down in the basement. He oh gets, my God. He gets, <laughs> he gets no dinner if he misbehaves and doesn't share um, all of my social media to all the pages and all the groups. So thank you, beautiful Donovan. I do appreciate you so much. Oh, oh, you were asking Kelsey for tacos. I see. Nobody listen to Don, okay? Don't send Don any money either. It's a scam. Jeez, things are getting heated at the end here. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get going? I just want to thank you, Sunshine, for having me on. And again, give another shout out to Bass Players United, Adams in the house, and tell Alexa I love her. And just wish everybody out there like a beautiful rest of your Monday night. Or what, Tuesday morning, wherever you are. Oh, look, we got Hope back in the house. Hey. But Ev. Up, Hovac. Uh, I love the collaboration that he just posted with little Ellen on the bass and him shredding on the guitar. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they're going to be coming out with here pretty soon as well. Um, all right, let's see. Tomorrow we have Dilly Dank on the show. Hovac's asking, how are you doing? Arum? Arum. Oh, I'm doing very well, Havak. How are you? Thank you. I would, I would say Inchpa says, I know very little Armenian, sadly, but I know a little. You so I'll say, I'll say shot lovem, which means very good in Armenian. Ah, teach us. Shot lovem. Shot lovem? Love him, yeah. So you say inch possess. I'm probably butchering this too, but inch possess is how are you? Okay. And then you either say love him good or short love him very good. And then you drink Ararat brandy, which I mean, my dad really, what he lived with, he lived to 105. Um, yeah, it, it was the brandy. So I'm giving a shout out to Ararat brandy because it's just like I always have five bottles of that stuff here. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't drink much. I probably have. A shot every couple weeks or something but um and that's why you have lived so long your eight thousand years or however long. and look at how beautiful your hair is how do oh, you, keep you. Your hair? How, what what is your hair routine oh you yeah i mean people usually want to kill me alexa helped me with my hair before this i'll be honest so did thank she you really? alexa. but yeah she did but normally i don't i honestly don't do much I just like, I let it rock. And then like women, like women will come up to me in supermarkets and be like, I just have to tell you that I love your hair. And I just, I just want you to know. And I'm like, well, thank you so much. But I honestly, I'm just, I guess I'm, I've been lucky. I don't do much. I just gave up on cutting it really. Oh, and there you go. We got David Pastores in the hey, house. Hey, what's up, David? How are you? Uh, we were just talking about you, David, and how cool it would be for you guys to do a bass duet. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally into it. If you, if you'd like to. Well, let's see, Don. What it 
Sunny got her. <laughs> I actually got my wig on Amazon. Thank you, Dawn. Uh, not eBay, Amazon. Yeah, you're rocking it. Look at look at your style. Yeah, Donovan's always trying to give me shit because I buy a lot of wigs. But you know what, Donovan? That's why you're stuck in the basement. Stay down there. I'm not letting you out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you, Don, too. He helped me at the beginning. Like, whatever. That, that some, was people, some people think Don doesn't actually exist. He does. He's a real, real person. I was skeptical. I'd heard rumors. But I was like, I think he's a myth and a legend. And I don't. And then he showed right up on the screen. And I was like, he is real. <laughs> uh, with Don saying that's Winnie's wig so I have a 200 pound pig he's sleeping in my closet right now and he does like to wear my wig so I won't lie Winnie has definitely worn this uh, around the house every now and then it's fine um, alright guys we're gonna get out of here I had such a good time with you tomorrow we have Dilly Dank of Desert Fish on the show oh my god oh. he does exist damn the for just a quick second though that was like um, sound footage magic right there. That's like some Sasquatch going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where were you when Don appeared? <laughs> All right. So we got Dilly Dank coming up on the 21st. We got Tiggy out of the UK, another amazing bassist on the 22nd. So I hope you guys come back and join me for the rest of Bass Month. Um, all right, until next time, you guys make sure to be kind. You never know the battles that people are battling around you. Try to keep a smile on your face and stay safe out there. It is a dangerous, dangerous world. Boom, baby. All right, we out skis. <laughs>